Alhamdulillah wahda Wa salatu wa salama ala man la nabiyya ba'da amma ba'd A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu la tulhikum amwalakum wa la awladukum an dhikrillah Wa man yaf'al dhalaka fu'ulaika humul khasirun Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun Wa salaman ala al-mursaleen wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma salli ala sinuna Muhammad wa ala ala sinuna Muhammad wa barik wa sallam In this verse from Quran, the Shaykh al-Hadis Allah brought here in Fazal al-Sadaqat Allah Ta'ala says that, O oh, you who believe, do not let your monies, do not let your children distract you for one second from the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَنْ يَفْأَلْ ذَلِكْ Anybody who lets such a thing happen, فَأُولَاكُهُمُ الْخَاسِرُونَ They will be amongst those who enter complete and utter loss. So now we have a third way of giving wealth. One is the third way of giving zakah. One was extra nafil sadaqah. And one is third that I'm not even just giving it originally for charity. I'm giving it because it's distracting me from the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Like we mentioned yesterday, the story of Sayyidina Abu Talhar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. That in Salah he remembered his date palm garden grove. So he felt that no, this is distracting me from Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. Now imagine that. Huh? Did you give charity of all that wealth that distracts you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So we will give you two options today. You decide which one you want to choose. Option number one, that you give all the wealth away that distracts you from the zikr of Allah ta'ala. Option number two, you come and learn zikr so your wealth no longer distracts you. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Huh? This is what Mashaik are offering. Yeah? Why don't you? There's two ways out. Hmm? Either you give away that wealth because it distracts you from the zikr of Allah Ta'ala or you learn that zikr that's also in Quran, other ayah of Quran, رِجَالٌ لَا تُلْهِيهِمْ وَلَا تِجَارَةٌ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ لَا تُلْهِيهِمْ بَيْعٌ وَلَا تِجَارَةٌ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ That there are such people that the wealth cannot distract them from the zikr of Allah. Then there are such people that the wealth distracts them from the zikr of Allah. Both ayat are there in Quran. Hmm? It's up to us which one we want to fall under, which one we want to be. Hmm? So this is a third way of giving sadaqah. Now what happens is the way you do tatbik, you blend and combine these two things, as you don't have to give all of the wealth away. I was just teasing you. You don't have to give all the wealth that distracts you from Allah Ta'ala and charity. You should give some piece of it away. You take the wealth that distracts you from Allah Ta'ala, give some piece of it away. That wasn't your fard zakah, that was extra. It will count as sadaqah, but your extra niyyah you make isn't just that I'm doing it to get the sawab of charity or to give volunteer charity. I'm doing it for my tazkiyah, my islah as a correction, purification for the love of my own halal wealth that is in my heart. Look how deep Allah Ta'ala is training us in deen. Hmm? Look at this Quran al-Kareem. This is deep tazkiyah. It's not just enough to love, not just wrong to love the haram of the world. You can't also love the halal of the world. Even that halal that you yourself earned lawfully, rightfully, justly, fairly, even that you cannot let love for that come in your heart. Allah Akbar Kabira. Hmm? Allah Ta'ala is the muzakki hakiki. He's the murabbi hakiki. Hmm? Look at this tazkiyah. Look at this level that we're supposed to take out. This is deen, this is called Islam, this is what we should want. This is what we should want. 
then Shaykh Ladis Malana Mama Zakaria Khan Delvi Ramtale. He mentioned few mm, different incidents from Sahaba Ikram. Here, one of them, he mentions a beautiful thing which many of you would know, but still, we want to tell you that he brings here as an example. When Nabi Akareem sallallahu migrated from Makkah Makarmah to Madinah Manawara, he established a special connection called Nisbati Mu'akhat. He established a fraternal brotherhood, brethren pairing between the Muhajirud and the Ansar. This is also the hikmah of Nabi Akareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I'll comment on this, but... It shows how much Nabi Kareem Sallallahu wanted people to be interwoven with each other. How much he wanted those links to take place. So few of our friends who were announcing and speaking, they gave that analogy that if we the Mu'takifin are for a few days muhajir here and the Al-Istangar are Ansar, but it's not enough, then each one would have to be paired with them. Hmm? Yes, from all of Ahl Stanger there must be one Ansar, and for all of Mu'takifin there must one be Muhajir. This is how deep Nabi Kareem Sallallahu did it. I mean, he stowed and stitched, he hand sewed and stitched the hearts of one Muhajir with one Ansar, then he made it one huge stitched tapestry of Muhajir and Ansar together. This is how concerned he was that the hearts should be united. This is how concerned, this is going to be a theme we talk about the next one, two days. How concerned he was that the heart should be united, there should be no disunity, no separation, no tafrika, between no differentiation in the hearts of the believers. They may be different in their personality, they may be different in their way, slight way of doing things, but there should be no differentiation between their hearts. So Nabi Yikrim established this, you can say, sacred brotherhood or sacred bond, sacred pairs between the Muhajir and the Ansar. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Now when Nabi Yikrim told the Ansar this, look at their love for him. Actually they wanted him to do hijrah. But he brought whole jamaat along, right? So they said, okay, we accept, we love this. They love the idea. And the khidmat that they did of Muhajirin is unparalleled in the history of humanity. Their selfless sacrifice. It even comes to this extent that there was one Muhajir who had lost his wife. Now he was single. There was one Ansar. He had two wives. He said, okay, I divorce one and you marry her. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Hmm? To give from that which you love. The sadaqah that we did earlier. To give from that which is most beloved to you. Now Allah, we don't know that about the story. But I would imagine that Ansar thinking, which of these two wives do I love? The women are listening also. Which of the two wives do I love more? Huh? Which of the two wives do I love more? Okay, I will give the one I love more to that Mahajir. Can you imagine what type of gift that is? That's beyond the English where charity cannot capture this concept of sadaqah. That's why this sadaqah is linked to sidq. Means the truth in a person. True people are selfless people. Truth lies in being selfless. Not selfish, selfless, not self-interest. That's why this whole system of capitalism is Dajjal. Because in every economic textbook it will begin with this, that man pursues his own self-interest. لا حول ولا إلا بالله. What a fast, shallow understanding of insan. Look at deen, such a high understanding of insan, that no insan is greater than that. That's animal who pursues his self-interest. Insan, when he becomes insan, a mu'min, and he has deen, that insan becomes selfless. That becomes true insan, sadaqah. Allahu Akbar Kabira. So that's why we want to learn sadaqah from the siddiqeen. 
Yes, like we told you last year in Fazale Amal, you want to learn about Amal from those who made Amal, like Sheikh Ladis Mona Muhammad Zakariya Ramtale. You want to learn Sadaqah from the Sadiqeen, Siddiqeen of this Ummah. You remember I gave you an example last year that one is to drink water in a paper cup, and one is to drink water in a plastic cup, and one is to drink water in a crystal glass. Hmm? It's a different feeling. So when you read these ayat and these ahadith from the crystal glass from Shekuladi Santa's heart, then it impacts you more. And if you were to just look it up on internet, huh? You read search questions on internet, that's like paper cup. Hmm? That you have no joy and no delight and no impact on your heart. So hmm? here he mentions these great stories of the Muhajirun and the Ansar. The Muhajirun and the Ansar. So here Hazrat Shaykh Ladis Mahazakaram goes in great detail. So he gives one example. He gives many examples of his argument use. Sayyidina Abdul Rahman ibn Auf, he was a muhajir. He narrates his own story that when we muhajirin arrived in Madimanawra, I, Abdul Rahman ibn Auf, I was paired with Saad ibn Rabiya as a sacred pair, sacred bond and brother. And then Saad, he told me that he was the richest person in Medina, that I could take half of his property and marry one of his wives who he would divorce from me. This is in the Sahih of Bukhari. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Half my property. Why? Because my Nabi Kareem Sussan told me you are my brother. Oh Allah Ta'ala told us in Quran, Innamal Mu'minun Ikhwa. Hmm? All believers are ikhwa. Allah Ta'ala has already made this bond between us. Nisbati mu'akhat. So the muhajir and sa'ad, they taught this ummah. What does it mean to be brethren? What does it mean to be fellow believers? Half my property. He didn't think, okay, how much will that person need? Huh? What should be the stipend I set for him? No, half. He's my brother. He's half of my heart. <laughs> half of my heart. Allahu Akbar Kabira. This is another concept. Now Shaykh Ladi is building it. This is another concept of sadaqah. This goes beyond charity. This is another realm of being, this concept of sadaqah. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Then he gives another example that once the Ansar, they requested Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam. all the Ansar, they came to Nabi Kareem Wasallam and they requested that all of our farm, agricultural land should be divided in half and every one of our land holdings, half should be given to our Mahajir pair. Half should be given to our Mahajir pair. But Nabi Kareem Wasallam, he was happy with that, but he didn't agree to that proposal. He said, no, you shouldn't give... He, he, he did not agree to that proposal. Rather, he was pleased to arrange that the muhajirin should work on the farms of the Ansar for a share of the produce so that they would both benefit from each other. So he made another type of pairing. One is you both have the land. He said, no, one will have the land and one will do the work. This is known as mudaraba muzariya in our deen. This is one of the contracts in Sharia. So this is Nabi Yukarim system dynamically pairing Stitching, like I told you, taking personal interest in the way that that stitch and that sewn is between their hearts. Then third quality that we saw was that they were so open-hearted, they could never feel jealous of the muhajirun when the muhajirun had received more of the malaghanima. What does it mean? That generally the muhajirun sahaba are given a darja fazila that they are considered higher and greater in rank in Allah Ta'ala's regard than the Ansar. And this took place in their own lifetime. But they were happy with that. This is, an, this is also a type of sadaqah, that you're willing to give first place to someone else. You're willing to prefer someone else, 
Isar, you're willing to prefer others and place them above you. And not just are you willing to place them above you, that takes an instant, but then throughout you're happy to be second to them. There's another type of sadka. Sidq, this is true. True people are like this. True people are like this. Then he mentions fourth quality is that the Ansar, they used to willingly let others have material goods in spite of their own poverty and hunger. Means some of the Ansar weren't well off. Some of the Ansar were poor. It wasn't a question of giving half and keeping half. It was, I just have one piece of bread. I have my one own family. My Muhajir brother, he has his one own family. I give my entire one piece of bread to my Muhajir brother. That was another way. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Once a sahabi came to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he told the Prophet I'm feeling deep hunger. So Sayyidina Rasulullah sent someone to his own hujra that check is there any food at home for this person. And the answer came back that there is no food available. Then Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa asked the people who were present in front of him if any one of you can take this guest home and feed him. The one of the Ansar, that same Abu Talha he took the guest home and he sent, told his wife that this is the guest of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Look after him well and do not keep anything back in the house, rather serve everything to him. Not half, serve everything to him. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Hmm? So his wife replied that, Oh my husband, there's not that much food in the house. In fact, there's not even food right now for me and you, except some for the children. Sayyidina Abu Talal, he told her, you put the children to bed. Allahu Akbar. You put the children to bed without, he means without feeding them. You put the children to sleep. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Now, now the women are listening as mothers, it's not easy to put a child to sleep who is hungry. This itself is a task. Hmm? And if the child is hungry and maybe he smelt or knows that there is food there, and then you try to put him asleep without feeding. But look what the Sadaqa Sidq, they were true, true people. So she said, okay. So she put the children to, uh, she put the children to sleep. And then he said, okay, now you take out the food and you place it there. And when we're about to eat, you snuff out the candle. You blow out the candle so the guest will not see that how little food there is and he will think that Abu Talha is eating and he will also eat but actually Abu Talha won't eat and the guest will be able to eat everything. Ya Allah! <laughs> this is Sidq, this is Sanaka, this is truth. Hmm? Even that spirit is gone from us. Maybe we can't do exactly the letter but the point is even that spirit of selflessness and giving and sacrifice is so missing from us entirely absent from any of us. Here, so then he ate, and then they, both so both parents and children, they spent the night hungry. In the morning, when Sayyidina Abu Talal, he came and he met Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi sallam, the Prophet sallallahu told him, that, oh Abu Talha, my Allah has told me that he's happy with you and your wife. Imagine that Allah Ta'ala sent wahi, this is ghayr matlu. Allah Ta'ala talked to Nabi Kareem sallallahu not part of Quran, but Allah Ta'ala used to talk a lot to Nabi Kareem sallallahu than Quran. So Allah Ta'ala told Prophet ﷺ that, Oh my beloved, oh tell this Abu Tala of yours that I'm happy with him and his wife. Allahu Akbar. Hmm? Allah Ta'ala instantly, directly, Allah Ta'ala notices. Allah Ta'ala doesn't waste the ajr of the Muslim, amal of the Muslimin. Allah Ta'ala sees this, He values this. They were people who were so true, so true. So these are stories that Hazrat Shaykh Al-Adiz, Muhammad mentioned under this. Ayat of Quran. Then to mention some hadith.
Many of you would know this hadith, but again, the brilliance of Shaykh al-Hadith, that, that he put this hadith in Fazal al-Sadqa, that he put this hadith in Fazal al-Sadqa, this famous hadith, and it's in the Sahih Bukhari, and the Sahih Imam Muslim, Allah Ta'ala. <coughs> that there was a woman from the Bani Israel, money from the Bani Israel, and she passed by a dog who was standing beside a well, and the tongue of the dog was hanging out due to the extreme thirst the dog was feeling, and it looked as if apparently the dog was about to die. Hmm? As if the dog was about to die. So she took off her shoe and she tied it to her shawl and she used it as a makeshift rope and bucket and she lowered it into the well and she drew water of the well and she gave that water to the dog to drink. She gave water to the dog to drink and what happened that Allah Ta'ala forgave her for all of her sins. And what type of a woman was this? So it mentioned hadith that she was you know, a lewd woman, a prostitute woman. Allah Akbar. Now look at this. This is the spirit of sadaqah was still in her. If she didn't have that other aspect of sidq, she wasn't able to guard her haya, she wasn't able to guard her modesty, she wasn't able to guard her chastity. But she came and she had sidq for member of creation, animal member of creation, dog animal member of creation. Allah Akbar Kabira. Hmm? And there's no mention in the hadith, she made no tawbah to Allah Ta'ala. She made no istighfar to Allah Ta'ala. She made no dua to Allah Ta'ala. She didn't ask Allah Ta'ala to forgive. Allah Ta'ala forgave her for those sins, all of those sins, and gave her tawfiq and changed her heart, made her taqiyya, nakiyya, pure and pious and chaste, without her asking for it, without her praying for it, simply because she gave sadaqah of water, the amount of a shoe, how much water there can that be? Few milliliters of water, she gave it to dog, animal member of creation. To then think that, Ya Rab, we are mu'mineen. <laughs> We make du'a for forgiveness. We make du'a, we make tawbah, we make istighfar, we try, we bang, and yalla, not just animal creation, we are going to give sadaqah to your human creation. Then imagine how much forgiveness Allah Ta'ala would send on our hearts. Hmm? So this is sadaqah, because it was part of her truth. It also means this hadith, that as long as there's some true part of you left, and you let that true part comes out. Allah Ta'ala honors that truth and He makes it expiate all the falsehood and sin that is inside us. So this is one aspect of us being true is that we have this charitable nature. So then Nabi Kareem, the Sahaba Kareem asked Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that there's a reward for being good to animals. Same in Bukhari. So Rasulullah Sallallahu he replied yes. That it sadaqah, the reward for sadaqah applies to all living beings and creatures. All living beings and creatures. Allahu Akbar. Then another hadith. Contrast to this. This hadith is narrated by Ibn Umar, Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhuma and Sayyidina Abu Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala an, also in Sahih Bukhari and also in the Sahih of Muslim. What is this hadith that they narrated that once there was a woman and there was a woman and she kept, there was a cat and the cat came and ate some of, drank some of her milk. 
So she got angry with the cat and she tied up that cat. She imprisoned that cat and she didn't give any food to that cat nor did she ever set that cat free to find food for itself until that cat died of hunger. Allah Ta'ala condemned that woman to the fire of Jahannam forever. Allah Akbar Kabira. Hmm? So then imagine, if a woman, she had a grudge against a cat and Allah Ta'ala disliked this grudge in her heart so much that He condemned her to the fire of Jahannam, that she let that grudge, that grudge become a ghalib on the human spirit of compassion and charity, on the natural inclination to be, to be sadiq and give sadaqah. She let the grudge for an animal suppress that. So imagine what will happen to those people who let their grudges for human being enter their heart, who let the grudges for others enter their heart, or who let grudge for the brother enter their heart. I won't give him share business anymore who give grudge for the son enter his heart I won't I try to deprive him of his inheritance later Allah Akbar grudge for humans grudge for near human grudge for relative human grudge for immediate family human these are the type of things that have entered the hearts of the believers and look what Allah Ta'ala did to that woman she had grudge for a cat hmm? Allah Akbar Kabira See, imagine one woman going to Jannah because of her sadaqah for a dog and one woman going to Jahannam for her oppression of a cat. Oath in Bukhari and Muslim. It's important. Look at Nabi Yukarim says, teaching us, he's training us. Look at these things, these things matter. Your behavior, your spirit, your character, your outlook, it matters. Be charitable, be charitable, kind, generous, soft, nurturing to all creation. Animal creation, human creation. Allah Akbar Kabira. Last one hadith and an Qab radiallahu ta'ala anhu he narrates that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam this is narrated by Imam At-Tirmidha the Prophet said that inna likulli ummatin fitna that for every single ummah there will be a fitna a special khas fitnatan it's tanween for khas there will be a special khas fitna that comes on that ummah wa fitnatu ummati al-mal and the special test that Allah Ta'ala is going to send on my ummah is al-mal. They will be tested with wealth. They will be tested with their attitude to wealth. They will be tested with their love for wealth. So Shaykh Al-Adhi, he writes that these blessed words of Rasulullah they're not only a matter of iman, that we should believe in it, but he says it's an absolute truth and reality that it means indeed this is the fitna with which Allah Ta'ala has tested our ummah. And he says it's we daily observed that excessive wealth becomes the cause of people going into sin, people taking, people doing zina, people taking riba, people going to cinema, people gambling, people mistreating people, people looking down on other people, being lazy towards deen, being neglecting their salah, people finding no zikr. And he gives a whole long list of all the ills that have come because of this fitna of wealth. But now what it means, it's an outlook to view our wealth, property, assets as a fitna. Fitna doesn't mean it's always evil. Fitna means it's a test. You will be shaken through it. You will be tested through it. You will be examined through it. Our Messiah can explain, 
You will be tested, tried, you will be filtered through the sieve of this fitna. That can you pass, can you successfully have wealth? So what is the way, what is the way to protect yourself from that fitna? That's called sadaqah. That's this whole book is about that. Sadaqah, sadaqah, sadaqah in zakat, sadaqah in charity, sadaqah in smile, sadaqah in personality, sadaqah in kindness. The greatest fazila of sadaqah, the greatest virtue and merit of sadaqah is it saves a person from the fitna of their mal, of their wealth. May Allah Ta'ala save us from every fitna. May Allah Ta'ala save us from the fitna of our wealth. May Allah Ta'ala save us from having any such grudge, any hardness in our heart. May Allah Ta'ala make us more charitable, kind, soft, gentle, generous people. May Allah Ta'ala put the nur and feeling of every hadith in our heart. May Allah Ta'ala put the nur and feeling of shaykh al-hadith in our heart. May Allah Ta'ala put the nur and feeling of Imam Bukhari, Imam Muslim, Allah Ta'ala in our heart. Zikr of Khatamat. Tahir, you have it to distribute in case people need it. So again, those of you who wish to have it, you may raise your hand. Laminated? SubhanAllah. So now you can keep it because it's laminated. Yes, you can give it out. Whoever wishes to keep it, you're welcome to keep it, inshallah. Alright, Mimah will begin because time is short. Dirushif Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim.
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والله ذو فضل على المؤمنين والله ذو فضل على المؤمنين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم من الرحمن الرحيم إنا لله وإنا إليه راجعون إنا لله وإنا إليه راجعون اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللہ ولی الذین آمنوا 
اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والله ولي المؤمنين والله ولي المؤمنين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم Now that you've been given this khatamat wajgan I want to actually explain to you a little about about how the zikr can be made individually and how the zikr is made collectively Sheikh Omar Sajjad Sajjad Abdullah Okay, first in order, because I want to explain how we made the sheet, because I just realized if we give it out to you, we must explain. First, we put the root shrief salawat on top only, because we wanted it to fit on one page easily for you. But in actuality, when we recite, as you know, but just so you remember, right? And maybe we should have actually made a little bit of a note on that. But you will recite, so it's not actually the way it looks. Hmm? It's actually salawat, then the verse, then salawat, then the verse, then salawat, then the verse. So this is basically just a practical sheet for those who have already been verbally instructed on the method. Right? Practical sheet for those who have been verbally instructed. And probably if we wanted to make it so a person could understand on their own, we would have had to explain with some maybe explanatory notes. Second, is that these khatamat are just a selection from many of them. So sometimes they're mashayikh. This is the least they would do is these seven. It's these seven. But there are others as well. Different mashayikh had different khatamat. So sometimes you will come across, even you may hear a recording of our shaykh or ourselves reciting some additional ones. So don't worry. That was just a longer one. So it can be even longer. It can be quite longer. 
But this is the shortest one. To see, we do take care of you. Huh? This is the shortest, most concise, most brief one that you can do. Then even there, khair, so there are many other khatamat uh, and ayat and kalimat, dua, ad'iya, for example, just to show you the khatam of Khazakhwaja Bahaudin Naqshuban Bukhayram Tayday, is actually not a verse, it's a dua he used to ask a lot. What was that dua? Ya khafiyul lutfi adrikni bi lutfikal khafi. Ya khafiyul lutf, to the lutf of Allah Ta'ala, refers to his sublime nature, his inherent intrinsic, the delight and ecstasy of his own sublime nature. And that is hidden to us, khafi, the ya khafiyul lutfi, that he make dua Allah Ta'ala calling upon this name, Allah Ta'ala al-khafi and al-latif. So he combined this asmal husna, ya khafiyul lutfi, adrikni bi lutfikal khafi, that ya Allah bring me to that pleasure, that experience, that sublime realization, marafat and love for you, which is hidden, which is hidden. Ya khafiyul lutfi, adrikni bi lutfikal khafi. So maybe someday I may also recite that. So don't get worried if I recite something that's not here. Hmm? We're gradually going to increase you as these days unfold. So there are different khatamat. Khwaja, Dost Muhammad Kandahari Ramtaylay. He used to have khatam from this dua. Rabbi la tazarni fardu wa anta khairul warithin. That, oh my Rabb, don't leave me alone. Don't leave me without inheritor. You are the best of those who bequeath. So some have different more ayat, some have different tasbihat, subhanallahi wa bhamli, subhanallah For some that was their khatam. So different ayat Qur'aniya, different du'as and kalimat of dhikr mentioned hadith, and sometimes a du'a they themselves would call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just for your information, to hasbunallahu wa ni'mal bakil, that is the khatam of Sayyid Shaykh Abdul Qadir Jilani Ramtaylay. Shaykh Abdul Qadir Jilani Ramtaylay. Now how, with little time, but just so you know, all of the Ahl Tasawwuf have a special love for Shaykh Sayyid Abdul Qadir Jilani Nabtale. So even though this is called Khatamati Khwajigan and Naqshaband, out of adab and respect and great love for Sultan Uliya, we begin with the Khatam of Shaykh Abdul Qadir Jilani Nabtale, which is Hasbunallahu wa Ni'mal Wakil. Hasbunallahu wa Ni'mal Wakil, Ni'mal Mawla wa Ni'mal Nasir. All right. Then, the second khatam, la hawla wa la quwata illa billah, second on your sheet, right? Normally we would recite, ya khafi lutfi ad rikni bi lutfik al khafi, that is khatam of Hazrat Shah Bahaudin Naqshaban Bukhari Ramtaylay. Then khatam la hawla wa la quwata illa billah, that is the khatam of Imam al Rabbani, Sheikh Ahmed Sir Hindi, Mujadda al Fisani Ramtaylay. So normally these three are done with great care. Qadri, Naqshbandi, Mujaddidi. Because in our salsala, these reviewed as three of the greatest awliyaullah. And in fact, all of the Athat Tasawwuf view these three as three of the greatest awliyaullah ever to have been blessed, that Allah Ta'ala has blessed this ummah with. That Allah Ta'ala has ever blessed this ummah with. Then, La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu min al-dhalimeen is the khatam of the son and successor of Imam al-Rabbani. His name was Hazrat Khwaja Muhammad Masoom Ramtaylay. Hazrat Khwaja Muhammad Masoom Ramtaylay. Then the next verse is, Wallahu dhu fadl al-mu'mineen. That is the khatam of Hazrat Khwaja Fazl Adi Quraysh Ramtaylay. Those of you who are ulama or know more about our history in the subcontinent, Hazrat Khwaja Fazl Ali Quraysh Ramtaylay is to the Naqshbandi Silsila, what Hazrat Haji Imdadullah Mahajir Makki Ramtaylay is to the Chishti Silsila. So sometimes it's called Sayyid al-Ta'ifa. 
Sometimes called Qutb al-Madar, the pole and pillar and axis around which this Sulsala spread. To Hazrat Khwaja Fazl Ali, Quraysh Ramtale. Then next is, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. That is the khatam of Hazrat Khwaja Abdul Malik Siddiqui Ramtale. Then next is the khatam, Allahu aliyyul ladhina amanu. That is the khatam of Hazrat Khwaja Peer Ghulam Habib Murshid Alam Ramtale. And last is the khatam, Allahu aliyyul mu'mineen. That is the khatam of our own beloved Shaykh, Hazrat Khwaja Shaykh Zulfikar Ahmed Naqshbandi Mujindadi Damat Barakatum Al-Aliyah. So these are the khatamat that are written in this paper in front of you. This khatam can be done individually as well. The way you do it individually is exactly the same way we were doing it collectively. You recite the Rishif Salawat, then one khatam, then Salawat, then one khatam. Then sometimes people ask, what's the number? How much should I recite? There is no fixed number. There is no fixed number. It's preferred to write an odd, recite an odd number of times. And generally, historically, because Nabi Kareem sallallahu mentioned about him, about him, in one hadith, that he made istighfar hundred times a day. So some mashayikh, they took this number hundred, and they just generally used it. But obviously, if you were to individually do it one hundred times, it may take you a bit longer, may take you a bit longer. So then generally, normally, we try to do it eleven times, fifteen, twenty-one, seven, nine, some odd number. Because it comes in a deed that in Allah witrun wa yuhibbul witr that Allah Taala Himself is one, He's alone, which is an odd number, and He loved those things which are done in odd numbers. So this is why tasbihat and ruku and sujood also better to do an odd number. So you can recite an odd number. One way is that if you recite the salawat uh, at least fifteen times, or because you will recite it seven eight times. So at least throughout the whole recitation, you will recite it salawat 100 times. You will cross the 100 mark, right? And then it's up to you. You can also recite different ones in different numbers. If you want to recite the shorter one, Hasbunallah, when it will kill 21 times, and you want to recite a longer one, La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu min adhalameen, 11 times, you can do that also, all right? So it's flexible, left to you and your own feeling. And really, dhikr should be done like that. You should not always force yourself to do some long amount. You should do it with feeling. Recite as much as you can feel. Recite as much as you can feel. That is how you will make the zikr. Alright? So this is what we call idhni'am, ijazat amma. It is permissible for anyone to recite this zikr called khatamat al-khajagam. Practice of our mashaykh that in the khanka sometimes they would recite it every day and sometimes they would recite it at least once a week as a collective majlis zikr. This is the only form of collective spoken zikr in Sisla Naqshbandi. Then we have collective silent zikr that we do after every bayan that is called muraqabah. There is no other form of collective zikr in our Sisla. So this is explanation to you of Khatamat al-Khajagan. Then after we make dua, normally when we make dua after this Khatamat, we make dua of Isali Thawab. That Allah Ta'ala would ever reward, so 10 blessings for every harf of Qur'an, 10 blessings for every salawat recited. So whatever reward, Ya Rabbi Kareem, you grant due to this recitation, we ask that you send it first to Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then to all the Anbiya and Mursaleen Alayhi Wasallam Ajma'in, then the Sahaba of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ajma'in, then all of the Sahaba like Hawareen, all of the Sahaba of all of the Anbiya Radiullahu Ta'ala Ajma'in, 
than all of the Siddiqeen, which are all the truly pious, virtuous believers of the historical Ummahs and our present Ummah, than all of the Shuhada Salihin. Then we make Isal Swab for the Ulama, so it means the Mufassirin, Mujtahideen, Fuqaha, Usuleen. Then we make Isal Swab for the Awliya, Kamilin, Mashaykh, Siddiqeen. Then normally the practice of Mashaykh when they make this Khatam is they actually mention the names of the different Salasul Turuk. So Sulsla Aliya, Chishtiya, Qadriya, Surawardiya, Naqshbandiya, Shattariya, Shadaliya, Kibriya. They named these seven, eight Salasul. Because Imam al-Rabbani, he had combined eight silsilas. He had gotten the fairs and barakah of eight silsila, but he trained his salakin according to Naqshbandi Mujaddidi silsila. But out of barakah and adab and respect, they include all of the mashaykh. And generally all the awliyaullah. Because they're the ones who spread the feelings of deen in the hearts of people. So we're reciting this in order to get the feelings of these verses in our heart. So we want to send the reward to those who were the spreaders and teachers of feelings in their heart. Then you make Yisala Sawab for all of your forefathers. Aba'una wa ajdaduna. All our forefathers, our families, our children, our lineage, our descendants. And then you make Yisala Sawab for all of the mu'mineen, mu'minat. Those who have passed and those who are present and those who are yet to come. So then it's all-encompassing, Isal al-Sawab. But there's the pleasure in taking each one singly. It's the pleasure in mentioning everyone singly. And then after that, then you can make dua for whatever haja, whatever need you have. Here the adab is first you begin with your needs pertaining to akhirah, your needs pertaining to deen. So you make dua for taqwa, for haya, for sabr, for shukr, for adab, akhlaq. And when you've exhausted all the duas for deen, then you present your hajat in dunyavi, your worldly need to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then again you do the cycle. And then you make dua for the deen of all of those people, all those categories that we mentioned. And then you can make dua for the worldly hajat, worldly needs of family, friends, students, teachers, etc. So it's an all-encompassing dua. But again, it's up to you, however much time you have, how much you feel like reciting. But I wanted to give you, because it was hard to capture that on one sheet, but it was my duty to teach you what our Mashaikh taught us, so the transmission is now complete. May Allah Ta'ala accept us for every type of zikr. May Allah Ta'ala give us the nur of every zikr, every dua, every sunnah, every ayat of Qur'an. Before we, Amin. Before we make dua, spend a few moments in muraqabah. Time is short, so if you do short muraqabah, close your eyes, bow your head, disconnect yourself from everything in the world. Ask your Rabbi Kareem, send a special nur of Jama into my heart. Send a special nur of Ramadan into my heart. Send the nur of your Hidayah into my heart. Send the nur of Rahmah into my heart. Take out everything from my heart. Protect me from the fitna of mal. Protect me from every fitna. Fill my heart with your love. Inscribe your name on my heart. And I make near that the heart of my ruh, my spiritual heart, my kalb is making zikr of your name, that my kalb is calling Allah, Allah, Allah.